It's so stress relieving. It's like, oh my God. Yeah, I have a lot of shit to do, but all that shit is only doing this. So why don't I just do this? Welcome to the Mindset Design Podcast with your host, Arlen Moore. In this podcast, the hope is to provide the listener with actionable advice and inspiration to inspect their own mindset and make the changes they need to achieve success and fulfillment in their own life. If you'd like to support the show and learn more about mindset design, visit mindsetdesign.com or go to who.be/arlen. That's h-o-o.be/arlen. Or simply share an episode with a friend. That would be fire. Enjoy the show, and here's your host, Arlen. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to my um, podcast on video. If you're listening to this, I'm starting this one out, and I have this big drawing, so you should pop over YouTube and watch it. Um, and yeah, I'm pretty excited to just like talk about this. I got this brand new whiteboard, and so I was just like stoked about it and wanted to make a uh, an illustration for you guys, and then just talk about it. In the future, I'm probably going to have some kind of like, you know, set up where I can just put it up and then talk about it there. But, you know, for now, I think we're I think we're chill with just this. Anyway, the title of this is going to be how I eliminate all stress, worry or anxiety in my life. And this is um, I just want to before I go into it, make the distinction between the types of stresses and anxieties that I'm talking about, because there's really two two main ones. One of them is caused by just kind of like a um, failure to be able to be still and meditate. And like, it's kind of a nebulous anxiety that creeps up and can cause panic attacks and negative thinking patterns and other symptoms of like depression and actual, you know, chronic anxiety. This type of stress that I'm addressing today, while I have lots of content that addresses number one, this is more just like ah, man, I'm stressed out. Like I have so much to do. And like you get stressed out in that sense, right? Which is definitely a little bit different. So what I'm gonna talk about here is this little pie chart that I created and what it means and how I use it to eliminate stress. So what this really is showing you guys is the 80-20 principle in a pie chart, okay? And the way the 80-20 principle works is it's it's a rule, a principle that you can find in everywhere in life, which basically explains that uh, a few select inputs are accountable for the majority of the outputs that we see in in the world. So what does that mean? Well, Wil- Vilfredo Pareto, an Italian economist in, I think, the 1800s, discovered this principle because he was looking at... Um, uh, he was looking at his pea garden and he noticed like the, that certain uh, peas in his garden, like certain uh, stems of the pea plant were generating 80% of the crop. So only a, a select few, like about 20% of the peas, the, the plants sprouting were generating the majority of the crop. And he was like, oh, this is weird. And uh, I don't know if this is exactly how the story went, but something like this. Then he started looking at markets and he realized that 20% of the businesses were generating 80% of the revenue. And now you can, I mean, Elon Musk was just announced as the uh, next first richest man in the world, right? And his $150 billion or whatever it is, is by owned by one person more than, you know, a vast majority of what people make on the planet. So 
what I'm explaining here is just like an uneven distribution of how the world works. It's not, nothing in the universe is equally spread out really. And if it does get equally spread out, it will likely gravitate to one force or the other. So this principle that I'm showing you, this graph here is that mapped out. And I'm not as smart as I might look with these blue light glasses on, I'm really not. I, I got like a D in calculus and uh, actually might've been even a D minus. <laughs> In, in college um, and I, stats was like the hardest thing for me. So don't worry, this is super simple. If, you, if this is intimidating, it's not. Basically all this is saying is that if you look at the green, this is like inputs or causes. And when you do this, so when you put something in here, like 20%, this is supposed to represent 20%, leads to 80% of the outcome, okay? So let's give an example here. Let's say you run a clothing store. What you will find is that roughly 20%, it might be 30%, it might be 10%, but let's say you run a clothing store and you have like 100 items. The, the top 20 most sold items will account for 80% of the profits. Now that's crazy because that basically means that if you only start selling these, like let's say instead of only selling 20 of these, you know, these types of products, you'd learn from it and think like, okay, why are people, um, why, why are people, um, why, why, sorry, why are people buying these products? And if you can figure out how to kind of replicate those same products, um, or those same designs or something in a slightly different way, and you make maybe out of the 140 of them are those products, well, then you'll double, at least by the rule, you'll do something close to doubling your total, um, your total revenue, total sales. So that's like the basic idea, okay? 20% of your input accounts for 80% of your output. So if you want more output, just eliminate a bunch of this shit, a bunch of the blue stuff that's generating a little and only sell this. Now, like I said, like I was just saying, you could double the amount of stuff you're selling here or you could just only do this and then the rest of that is just free space or free time or whatever it might be. So in my life, the way I use this every single day when I start to get a little bit stressed is I'll basically like look at this thing and I'll think about it and I'll be like, okay, why am I stressed? Well, I feel like I have to come up with so much, I don't know, so much content or something. Like I have so much to do today. If that's a thought that crosses your mind, I have so much to do. One thing I might encourage you to do is say, okay, well, out of my whole to-do list, what is that one little sliver that if I just do that one thing, it will generate all of the output that I'm looking for? It's so stress relieving. It's like, oh my God. Yeah, I have a lot of shit to do, but all that shit is only doing this. So why don't I just do this or do more of this? And the key thing too, especially with like day-to-day -day activity of using this is that typically this is also not only more effective, but it should also be more enjoyable for you to do. Um, it should be more, um, should be more enjoyable, should be less stressful. Like basically what I'm saying is if you're stressed, you have to understand that there's, stress is telling you that there's an easier, more effective route to follow, okay? And with this, you know, okay, all I have to do is find it and it can take some time. Uh, this is an exercise I walk everyone in my mentoring group through uh, in one of the weeks of the mentoring program. But 
uh, basically the way it goes is you understanding this, you say, okay, knowing that there's an easier, more effective route to follow, knowing that there's an easier, more effective route, knowing that there's a, uh, a less stressful route, all you have to do is just brainstorm more and think more, maybe go on a walk in nature and think, how can I do something unconventional that are or crazy or outside the box or not something that everyone else is doing? Because this is the default. This is the average of how the world kind of, the, the, the pieces just fall, right? This is how, what was the metaphor or the, the saying? This is how the things just fall on the table or whatever, right? This is the default. So knowing that this is the default, you look at where you're going in life, you go, okay, there's probably a more efficient way that is, makes me happier, that's more enjoyable, I just have to find it. So the, the art and the fun part is in finding it. Like for example, um, this podcast, that for me, this was like a huge breakthrough because I was like, this is super enjoyable. It's also super effective in me communicating the ideas and stuff that I want to communicate. It engages my following, it engages you. And um, I can do these every day and I never get tired of them. In fact, they give me energy. Like when I finish making these videos, I'm like, all right, like, let's do something else, you know? Um, so, so whenever I get stressed, I just remember this. And I remember that typically all I, like, all I have to do is just do an analysis and think what are the few things I'm doing that are generating the most results. And then I just do more of those things and eliminate all the rest. So I eliminate all the stress from my life just by thinking about this. So that's it. Um, let's go into a segment of Ask Arlen because that's, uh, that's what we're gonna do next. I'll bring you guys over here real quick so that I don't leave you. <laughs> um, and our question today comes in from Remy. Remy asks, how to identify Business opportunities based on current skill sets. My background is in software engineering. All right, I have a nice third eye chakra candle. Um, how to identify business opportunities based on current skill sets. My background is in software engineering. So I think the first place I start when I think of uh, you know business is what problem are you trying to solve? So Remy, um, that, that's like the first place to start is like, what problem in the world do you see that is the biggest problem that is perhaps inefficient or um, just not going well, I guess is what I'm saying. Um, what do you see is inefficient? What do you see could be improved upon? And then with your skill set, you, you say, okay, how can I make the world a better place, a more productive place, a more um, efficient, enjoyable place to live in? using my skill set, okay? So let me just throw, throw an idea out there for you, Remy. Let's say you, um, you look at a big problem and it's this, uh, there's a pandemic going on. I don't know if you, you guys knew that there's a pandemic. Um, so one thing you could look at is like, for example, I mean, my friend runs a massive um, uh, testing site business and he has a technology that people like go onto the website and they log on and then they get their tests. So my, my um, challenge to you, Remy, would be how can you look at that current system and see if there's any inefficiencies and as a software developer, maybe offer your services or create some kind of like um, website or app or something to make getting a test easier, right? And think outside the box to do this. That, that's kind of like an example of something that I might do. Now, 
I also recommend looking into your past, right? And seeing what problems have you gone through that, um, that, that you understand yourself really well that you could potentially create some kind of product or service for. So, um, I mean, me, for example, I had a lot of struggle like internally, mentally with negative uh, thinking patterns. And this got me super obsessed with personal development and uh, neuroplasticity and mental reprogramming, all that stuff. And I created a product that pretty much helps people to master their mind and that's Maxi. And I don't really have software developing background, but I had mentors who were able to help me build it, uh, who do. And that's, uh, that's, that's what I did. So I think those couple ideas should help you get them out, Remy. Um, and uh, yeah, if you guys, by the way, if you wanna ask a question here, go to mindsetdesign.com slash askarlin. You can ask me a question. You should do it. You should definitely do it. It's fun. Okay, next question comes in from Vinit. Vinit asks, that's a long one. Okay. Uh, I have a lot of personal dreams and I'm slowly getting better at reaching these milestones. The biggest obstacle for me has been disciplined in putting in the work. Sometimes I know I have an important interview or test coming up, but I lack the discipline to put my head down and work towards it until two days before. Parkinson's law, we'll talk about that. This has become a problem in my life because I'm not able to perform at the best of my abilities and I can't achieve some of my personal dreams due to this. I put a lot of time into creating a nice plan, gathering resources, scheduling time with others, but when it comes down to following through with the plan, I've just not been able to do it to the next level I've wanted to. Um, okay, Vinny, so Parkinson's law and 80-20 rule. So let's start with the 80-20 rule that we've already talked about. 80% of your success within your um, work that you're doing, whether it's like an interview or a test coming up, is gonna come from 20% of the preparation that you do. So 20% of the studying accounts for 80% of the results. 20% of the material on the test, 20% of the material, sorry, in the course that you're taking will probably account for 80% of the exam. So one small tip I'll give you before I go into like the main meat of the principle is go to your teachers and ask them, hey professor, I know that I have to study everything for the exam, but if there's a small portion of the exam that I should particularly focus on, what do you recommend that that portion be? And you do that, they're gonna tell you the 20% to focus on, okay? That's gonna eliminate some stress. Then what you do is you just understand, okay, 20% um, of my studying methods are gonna account for 80% of the results. Maybe you're, you're, you have big study plan and you're like, okay, I'm gonna reread the textbook. I'm gonna do flashcards. I'm gonna do a group study. I'm gonna listen to the, I'm gonna watch a movie about the thing, whatever. Realize that there's probably a good chance that 20% of your studying methods are accounting for 80% of your retention, comprehension, and uh, ability to perform well. So just do the 20% of things and figure out what that is. For me, it was flashcards. I just found out flashcards were like the best thing for me. So that's that. Now the next part is the Parkinson's law where you have to understand that Parkinson's law is that we take the amount of time necessary to, uh, the, the amount of time we have given, we will complete the task in. So if you have two weeks to finish a paper, it'll take you two weeks. That same paper, if you had two days to do it, you would do it in two days. That's why we usually wait till the last minute to cram and get things done. So what you should do to eliminate stress is as soon as you get your paper, I would do like a negative 10x this is not the right math, but I would do something like divide by 10 the amount of time you have and get it done in those two days, setting a very strict timer on yourself. 
this could still be difficult, I guess, to discipline yourself to do this. But um, I, I think, you know, if you just try it and say like, okay, well, I have two weeks to do this, but divide by 10, that's 14 days, divide by 10, so 1.4 days. Oh shit, I have 1.4 days to get this done. Okay, I better start right now. And then you set a, set a definite timer and work your ass off to get it done within those two days. Um, and the, when you combine them, you know you're doing the 20% the that's most effective and efficient to getting it done and enjoyable, hopefully, as well. If you can make it enjoyable, that's preferable. You know, if you can write any paper, write a paper on something you like. And uh, yeah, do those two things. And I think you'll be, uh, you'll be a lot more suited for success. Uh, all right, Vinny. I think this whole video should probably help you as well. The whole 80-20 thinking idea. Highly recommend thinking like this. It's fun. Okay. Um, I hope you guys enjoy this episode and I will see you in the next mindset design show. Peace.